Welcome to Handful. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, and I'm your host, Claire. Today we are talking about police brutality on the international scale, specifically the recent violence committed by Nigeria's Special Anti-Robbery Squad, or SARS. On October 3rd, a video depicting a SARS police officer brutally killing a young man surfaced on the internet. On October 7th, protests erupted across the country, especially in Nigeria's largest city, Lagos. So what is SARS? SARS is a branch of the Nigerian police force. Formed in 1992, the SARS unit was originally created to subdue the rampant armed robberies that were all too common in Lagos. However, it quickly came to light that the unit was responsible for extortion, kidnapping, torture, and extrajudicial killings. A 2016 report by Amnesty International outlined the injustices committed by SARS and called the Nigerian government, Nigerian police, the National Human Rights Commission, and the international community to action, demanding reform and protective acts to be passed. In 2017, Nigeria passed an anti-torture act, hoping to smooth things over. However, the killings, torture, and corruption committed by SARS continued, and in June of this year, Amnesty International issued a follow-up report. The report concluded that few cases are investigated and next to none are brought to justice. So that brings us up to date. But doesn't all of this sound unsettlingly familiar? This past June, the U.S. erupted in national protests over the murder of George Floyd. Fed up with the repeated and unchecked police brutality in the United States, millions of Americans rose up to call for change. The U.S. has had decades of issues with police brutality, but even though it may receive the brightest global spotlight, it is not the only country with a tumultuous history with police violence. Does this mean that police brutality is an international issue? If so, how can this be kept in check? Before addressing the global scope of police violence, let's talk about what it means. Police brutality is defined by Amnesty International as, quote, various human rights violations by police, including beatings, racial abuse, unlawful killings, torture, or indiscriminate use of riot control agents at protests, end quote. The original purpose of the police was to ensure safety for the public. So how has this gotten so dangerous on an international scale? Although protests over SARS in Nigeria are currently taking the media by storm, and earlier this summer the U.S. experienced what the New York Times declared to be perhaps the largest movement in history with the Black Lives Matter movement, police brutality is hardly a novel issue. Nor is it localized. Police violence is a long-standing international human rights issue that, in recent months, has surfaced more in mainstream media. Let's take a look at some global examples. In France, the police have disproportionately stopped young black and Arab men in abusive, quote, identity checks. Patting down, searching bags and pockets, and forcing individuals to the ground, the French police would stop children as young as 10 years old with no apparent reason. Aside from being a human rights violation, these violent searches also create a schism between communities and law enforcement, foster resentment, and make policing less effective. In the United Kingdom, the Metropolitan Police, known as the Met in London, have a database called the Gang Matrix. This follows social media activity of suspected gang members. According to Amnesty International, the Matrix, quote, stigmatizes young black men for the music they listen to and their behavior on social media, end quote. This puts them into the category of potential gang members. This is racial profiling. Once added to the Gang Matrix, individuals are then targeted for stop and search operations by police. In South America, Brazil suffers from perhaps one of the worst cases of police violence internationally. In 2019 alone, 1,810 people were killed by police in Rio de Janeiro. That's an average of five people per day. 
In order to fight unprecedented crime rates, the police became heavily armed and helicopter snipers were employed. They have instead become responsible for 35% of all murders in Rio. As police know that their actions will not be investigated, they carry on as usual. Meanwhile, in the Chechen Republic, people that are profiled as LGBTQ are disproportionately subjected to searches, enforced kidnappings, and extrajudicial killings conducted by the police. These blatant human rights violations would happen in proclaimed, quote, purges in an obvious effort to wipe out unfavored minorities. By looking at these cases, a pattern is visible. In all of these situations, minorities are targeted. In some cases, the violence is more forceful and obvious than in others, but in all cases, the police are given the privilege of impunity. Impunity is the exemption from punishment and is the root of police violence internationally. Without any accountability and freedom from the law, law enforcement can function under their own rules and suffer zero consequences. So what are the solutions? This immense amount of police violence occurring around the world is not news. The United Nations has taken steps to address police violence internationally. In one example, the UN Human Rights Council issued a resolution in June of 2020 calling for the protection of Africans from police brutality. There are also many private organizations that are taking action. Campaign Zero has a list of proposed policy solutions combating police brutality in the U.S. These include ending, quote, broken window policing or policing minor crimes, for-profit policing, and implementing proper training. The biggest yet most challenging impact would be international policy shift. The Health and Human Rights Journal claims that gathering more proof of police brutality would be a strong step, while Amnesty International explains that passing legislation to drastically limit the use of lethal force would be most efficient. Ultimately, the origin of police comes from the want to protect life, but somewhere along the line, we've taken a complete U-turn. Protests like those in the United States and Nigeria bring these painful issues into the limelight and force those in authority to take action. That's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Check back tomorrow morning for our next episode.